Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. Feels good to be live in the studio back here in Austin. We've been doing our Formula One shows in the morning, rebroadcasting those on Sunday evening. Feels good. This is John Massengill, and I have the boys on the line. I've got Jonathan Green and Les oh, Kaiser. Hi. How are you, gentlemen? Howdy. Better than I should be. Well, I guess you, that's good to say that with everybody still locked down. I know you two boys are at the house right now, and it feels good to be in the studio all by myself, but uh, it feels good either way. But hey, guys, uh, we have a great show tonight. I want to run down what we've got. Our, our, we've been listening to the news about Austin, Texas in all kinds of different ways, and some of it good, but not so good. The fact that the Formula One race has been canceled and Bobby Epstein is going to join us later in the show. The chairman of the Circuit of the Americas is going to join us and talk about that, talk about that and everything else that's not going on at Circuit of the Americas. It's a sad state of affairs. But, but, uh, but yeah, Bobby's going to join us here in a few minutes. But we also have a young driver who's about to join us, Linus Lundquist, who's leading the championship in the Formula Regional Americas, the F3 series. He's not leading it. He's killing it. <laughs> yeah. He, he owns is. it. He's owning it, baby. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to be with us here shortly. As you know, we love to have young drivers on and watch them blossom throughout their career. So exciting to have him. And we're going to talk We're going to talk some MotoGP because there's been two races in MotoGP already. And Mark Marquez, Mark Marquez hasn't scored a point. So, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, he had a big crash and had an injury, and he almost made it anyway, which would have just about been astounding. Uh, the fact that he... But he was practicing on Friday, right, guys? Isn't that right, Marquez? Yep. He, did, yeah. he did all the way up to um, uh, qualifying one, um, and then 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 he, he broke his humerus, his right right humerus, which is you know like your just below your elbow or around your elbow, and um, it it was doing fine um, until it swelled swelled right up um, during qualifying one, and he just pulled in and said, "That's it, can't do anymore." Yeah, so we're going to talk more about MotoGP, but we're also going to talk about the Formula One season because Formula One has announced three new races. We're going to talk about that. And one thing, since we're back on the air here in Austin, is that Tesla announced this week they have chosen Austin for their new Gigafactory that's going to build the new crazy-looking Cybertruck, amongst others. I think they're going to build the Model 3 SUV. What's that one called, Les? The uh, The X. Yeah. So wait a minute. That was the bit of the story I didn't know. I knew Elon Musk was coming to Austin. Are you telling me he's building a truck? Yeah. Would you Dude. build a truck anywhere but Texas? I was about to say, what a great story. <laughs> Where have you been under a rock? There, you know, you haven't seen this truck. It it's it doesn't look like a truck. It looks like a spaceship. I mean, it's got. I mean, you, you think uh, he's in that business too. Wheels. He's in that business too. Well, yeah, he is exactly. And it's supposedly going to have bulletproof glass, although it's not really. Uh, what was that thing they threw at it during the, the announcement last where they smashed the window out? <laughs> like a, a well, little... okay. So, so the, the story, as I understand about that, is the demo that they had on stage that day for the reveal only had that specialty glass in the driver's front window. Ah, uh, that's not the window he hit. Yeah, so they, he, Jonathan, they picked up a big metal ball, like size of a tennis ball, and they threw it at the glass, and it smashed it. 
But so. Oh, that's right. I did see that. I'm yeah. sorry. I did see that. That was funny. Yes, that was. Uh, it's like, hey, it's bulletproof. Smash. It's, 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 no, it's not <laughs> tennis ball, metal ball proof. But anyway, so yeah, that is being being built. In fact, they've already broken ground out there. It's right out there, actually, just north of Coda, not far from Coda at all. It's potentially going to give five thousand jobs. Yep, five thousand jobs, and he's got a good test track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a billion. In all seriousness, that 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 is something we might talk to Bobby about because. You know that really could be something that they could uh, they could sort of take you know like during the winter they might they may take some thirty days or something doing testing with it. Yeah, well you know that's that's one thing. So in California, closer to their current factories, they actually just take the cars out on the road. They don't they do a lot of dyno work as I understand it, things like that. But once it gets rolling and everything, they just use the manufacturer's privilege to take it out on the road and uh, and drive it. And so as much as we think Coda is a draw, it may not actually be in this situation. Yeah. Well, I want to bring on our young driver guest because he is connected. And Jonathan, I want you to introduce him because you have, have known Mr. Lindquist a little bit longer than I have. Well, yeah. And um, we spoke to him in April and he was just coming to America. And I jokingly said, ah, oh, the, the, the Swedish invasion continues. But um, I wasn't far off wrong because Rosenquist is now winning. <laughs> Marcus Erickson's not looking too shabby. And Linus Lundquist, if I'm right in saying, has won every race he's competed in so far here in America. So besides Scott Dixon and Rosenquist, he's probably the most successful racing single-seater racing driver in America right now. How about that for an intro? Awesome. Well, Linus Lundquist, Man. welcome to Speed City, buddy. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hey, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. I'm, yeah, man. What I just love that he's continuing the charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um like you guys say i mean it's been an incredible start to the season winning winning so far every race of the season with with five wins and uh yeah every pole position and uh yeah the uh, the only it was the last race we had at virginia i had a really good fight with um with a guy who finished second eventually joshua carr but otherwise it's been you know it's been good we've been feeling comfortable both with uh with the car and myself so yeah just trying to keep our head down and see how far we can pull it well, I'm really impressed, and I'm going to be at Barber next weekend to come and see you, so we'll get another chat then and maybe talk some Formula One as well. Um, but, yeah. um, uh, Linus, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased for you. We, we, Josh Carr is a good friend of the show, and we watched his uh, endeavors last year in F4. Um, but what I, what's impressed me is that this is not a small – when Kirkwood and Dakota Dickerson won their championships, they, they were very dominant, but it was a very small field, not, not a not non-competitive field, but it was a very small field. This has got um, a full field, and it's also got some of the renegades from the road to Indy. And I think we, you, you're actually racing against some Indy Lights drivers as well, yeah? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And th this was kind of last minute because, as we all know, with the Indy Lights Championship being cancelled, a lot of teams and drivers, almost half the field, I think, in Indy Lights came and joined our championship, which obviously was good for us because more cars on the grid and obviously a lot more competitive. So, uh yeah, we were expecting a tough fight, and I mean, there's there's no slouches in this championship. You have to be on top of your game, you know, every lap, and you can't make a mistake. So yeah, I've been very, I've been very happy about how we uh, we approach every weekend because we come in with a clean sheet of paper, especially for me because I've never been to any of the tracks that we're going to. So it's been a lot of fun to to learn all, all of these tracks. Well, so are you learning them? Are you learning them on a sim? Are you looking at onboards? Is your engineer uh, an established engineer? I mean, because like you say, that's pretty, you've got Mid Ohio and VIR, two of the toughest tracks in America, and you've just blitzed it. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say a bit of a mix. I did a bit of sim work when I was back in Sweden, so it must have been roughly around the time that we spoke um, there in uh, there in April. So I spent a bit of time in in the sim trying to learn the um the tracks but it's always so so different when when you actually come to the track but i've i've been seeming to do a good job of it and i mean for at mid ohio for example we only had two two practice sessions of 20 25 minute cheese and then it was just into qualifying so yeah you just have to stick to your run plan and do as many laps as you can linus i want well, to ask you, you you won the 2018 british f3 champ the brdc british f3 championship which is you know pretty amazing that's a great accolade <laughs> But uh, compare that series to the FR America series you're racing in now. I mean, I know both F3 cars, but not identical. 
No, you're right. I mean, it's it's very different in almost every way. Uh, you know, there's different tracks, different competition, different cards. Um, you know, it's a different continent to to start off with. So, I guess the the privilege that I had in in British F3 was that I was with the same team that I was the year before, and I knew most of the tracks. Uh, whilst coming into this series, everything was new: new country, new racing scene, new team, new tracks. So it was a lot more to learn. But then, on the other hand, I mean. I mean, there's no lying. I got a lot of experience now racing in F3, you know, this being my my third season in, in an F3 series. So, uh, yeah, I still got to say I've got experience on my side when you look at some of the other guys' resume. But, you know, they've been doing the tracks and some of the guys were returning to the championship and with the Indy Lights guys as well. You know, there's tough competition out there. Linus, so from your seat, what is different by the way you're being managed by the team and uh, for that matter, what's different in your daily life around the, the racing circuit and the business between the two? Yeah, well, it's obviously it's very different because now I, I live here to begin with in, in Indianapolis, actually, at least during on season. And then, then we'll see what, what, happen, what happens after it. Um, I will say the, the thing that I was doing a lot back in the UK was that I usually went into the factory or the workshop quite a lot. But obviously, with um, Global's uh, shop being based in Phoenix or in Seattle, it's it's a bit of a hassle to uh, to get in like a couple of days a week. So uh, yeah, you do most of the work during the weekends and maybe even prep for the next weekend, the the week prior. prior. Uh, but otherwise, it's just about you know, as always, keeping fit and uh, trying to keep the sponsors happy back in Sweden. It's interesting, Linus, that you moved to Indianapolis because we had Marcus Ericsson on the show. Uh, well, a while back when he was actually in Formula One and we said, oh, you know, you're going to Indy. Um, and he goes, I said, uh, you know, wh where are you going to live? And he goes, well, I'm, I'm thinking of um, we've got the same apartment complex as, as Rosenquist. And, you know, yeah. Stefan Johansson's there. And so they've got this little Swedish community. Have you joined that community yet? <laughs> <laughs> Funny that you mention it because I'm, um, I'm actually living in Brownsburg, which is like 25 minutes from where both Marcus and Felix live. Okay. Um, with another Swedish guy, so he's a drag racer <laughs> called Johnny Lindberg. Um, you might might know of him. Uh, he's very successful. So I'm actually um, staying in his house right now, uh, rent, renting a room. But we actually had like a Swedish dinner. So it was me, Johnny, Felix, Marcus, and then uh, Rasmus Lind. So we all met up and uh, had dinner uh, a couple of weeks uh, a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I've been um, I've been introduced to the Swedish uh, Swedish mafia around here. <laughs> the Swedish mafia, the Viking mafia of America. <laughs> hey, hey, Linus, uh, uh, we need to take a quick break, commercial break. Can you stick with us through the break for just a second? Yeah, for sure. All right, you're listening to Speed City live from Austin. We'll be back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town, in your favorite store, or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Austin's Talk 1370. Hi, this is Michael Zweibach, driver of the number two discount tire Porsche. Welcome to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We are waiting to hear from Bobby Epstein here in a few minutes. But in the meantime, we have a young driver, Linus, on the phone, Linus Lundquist. And Linus, we were, before we went to the break, we were talking about the difference in the British F3 championship and the American, the FR series here in the United States. But you have some bigger aspirations, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean there's no there's no secret when uh, when we went across the the Atlantic and uh, a name for for America, the target would to be uh, turned up in IndyCar. And I mean especially we spoke about this briefly before and but with a bit of the Swedish invasion now with Marcus and Felix doing so well in IndyCar, obviously it brought a lot of attention to the American market back in Sweden. So uh, yeah, that would be the target for me to turn up in one of those seats as well. Yeah, had you uh... You know, being starting in Europe, had you thought about Formula One? I mean, I know, I know everybody is in fear in racing. You think about Formula One, but it's such a difficult path with the money involved and all that. Did you did you explore that path? Yeah, I think, like you say, I mean, every every racing driver, I think, starting up has the dream of F one. But you know, the the higher the higher you climb through the ladders, the more you realize what what it well how difficult it actually is, and you know, not just about what you perform on track. It's so much about the off-track stuff and not the least to talk about budget. So uh, obviously we, we stayed in Europe for quite a while and tried to make it work. Uh, but then obviously this opportunity in America came along and it was uh, honestly too good to um, to say no to. Uh, and yeah, I'm super happy about it now. Obviously we're we're only two, week in, two weekends in in this, uh, in this championship, but so far I'm, I'm loving the life in America and I'm really enjoying the, the racing side of it as well. Well, if you can keep this up, Linus, I mean, I don't want to sort of get ahead of myself because we're only two rounds in, but if you can stay consistent and keep the rest of the boys uh, away from you, uh, there's a heck of a prize from Honda. I believe that the winner of the F3 championship this year is going to get the backing of uh, effectively a, a free Indy Lights drive with a Honda connected team, um, which is, I mean, that's, that's made wow. in the shade for you, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I can't stress this enough and can't say a big thank you to Honda enough for, for making this happen. I mean, it's a dream for any any junior driver to have this. So uh, it's amazing to get the opportunity. But obviously, it's only the winner that gets it, which means that we have to stay focused on this season. And like you say, at the end of the day, if we continue like this and win the championship, there's a big price for it. So obviously, that is the, the target. And then We'll see, take it from there on, but super happy that Honda and HPD, that they, they even had this in mind and, and brought it forward. So, yeah, it's been very cool. Yeah, that would be, that's a big, that's a big deal. But, hey, I want to ask you about IMSA as well. Now, have you had plans? I mean, have you thought about going sports cars or? Uh, I wouldn't say that I've, I've had the thought about, you know, changing careers if you could say that or leaving the single seater market to do sports car gts or prototypes or anything like it mm -hmm. um obviously i got the experience from uh from the rolex 24 hours in 2019 um when uh when i did that with um with ppm uh and when i won the uh the sunoco wheelan challenge and that was very cool because it was my first ever IMSA and GT experience to even start off with. So super happy to do it. And I'll be more than happy to do something like it again. But to do it full time, my target is still IndyCar. Hmm. Yeah. It's, I think uh, that things that we've seen are you guys, uh, IndyCar specifically, is pretty open to sharing or giving you the opportunity to go do the 24 hours, things of that nature. I love that about it just to uh, kind of mix it up a little bit and get you some seat time that early in the year. But uh, as it goes forward, how much co-mingling is there between your series right now 
and up to the Indy cars, uh, the primary seats. How much co-mingling is there amongst the teams? Um, so right now there's, I mean, like, for example, Andretti has joined our championship as well uh, with, with the guys that we're going to do in the lights. Um, so, I mean, they, they obviously have the connection up to up to IndyCar. But other than that, it's it's not that many. It's if it, in some team you have, like, a personal connection through through an IndyCar team. But other than that, it's it's not much. Obviously, you have Honda that, that is obviously heavily... Uh, involved in IndyCar and promoting this series, so hopefully there there can be some some connection there if if you do well and if they want to promote you upwards. And I would assume that that is the target from them. But other than that, it's you know just head down, do your best, and then hope that an opportunity arises. And obviously you're gonna do your your homework off track as well and trying to open as many doors as possible. But directly there is not not much. And it's a clever move by Honda because. They basically supply the engines for both F4, which is the series below F3, uh, and for F3, and and, that, and now this this effective prize money. So they get the, you know any talent that's coming up through America, uh, Honda gets first dibs at. And so if if Linus you know continues on this trail, um, he's he's unlikely to go. Oh, well, I say he's unlikely to go with the Chevrolet, but but the point is Honda would probably have first dibs on the talent that's coming through, and that that's a great great move on their part. For sure. And then, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, one of the biggest reasons why we chose this championship was because of the price um, and the scholarship that, that Honda put out there. So obviously it, it goes both ways because I think it it brings more drivers to the series as well when, when you have someone pushing for, for a price like that. Yeah. Hey, Linus, I want to ask you a Formula One question. We mentioned it a while ago, but, you know, we've announced... First of all, you know, code has been canceled, as you saw officially. No surprise to anyone with looking at the way the pandemic's hitting Texas and Austin right now. But, And you guys were going to bring that F3 series to back to Coda again. That's actually one of my favorite things that happens during the F1 weekend. But, um, but I want to ask you about the three new races that were announced in Formula One. You know, you being racing in Europe and stuff, have you been to or raced on any of those new circuits? You know, Portimao or MLO or Nürburgring? Unfortunately, I haven't been to any of those circuits. Um, it was kind of funny because last season I raced on all of the active F1 uh, racing circuits except uh, Monaco. Um, but with the three new ones, That's I haven't cool. been, unfortunately. But I've obviously, I've driven them in like the old F1 games and even on the sim, etc. So I know that they will be proper tracks to go around. Did you get the new 2020 F1 game? It just came out, I think, last week. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't got a, a PlayStation or anything around here yet, so I need to get that sorted. <laughs> okay, Sony, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, listen. Um, what are your? Pro I'm, I'm like I told you, I'm going to be there next weekend. But are you? How are you getting ready for Barber, which is another great track uh, and a technical track? Um, how are you preparing? Trying to obviously still stay stay in shape physically, so do that bit, and then obviously a bit of homework, looking at videos and data, whatever I can get my hands on. Um, and obviously my my team does a good work to to keep me prepared. And obviously I've never been to the track, so they're trying to feed me information as much as possible. But then um, me, and my teammate who actually lives in um, India as well, he uh, we're gonna drive to Alabama, so we have a bit of a road trip going. We actually drove to VR Virginia as well, so uh, it was kind of fun. But it takes you know, eight hours, seven hours now to Alabama, and it was a bit over 10 to um, to VER. So, uh, yeah, we got to see a bit of the countryside as well. <laughs> no speeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny you mentioned that. <laughs> is there a story there? <laughs> last, no, week's, uh, last week's uh, couple had a speeding incident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yeah, had come a... on, so You can't leave us hanging like that. Why? Have you been speeding? <laughs> Nah, I'm just saying we made it through Ohio with absolutely no stops whatsoever. Um, <laughs> definitely not a siren behind us. Yeah. Good. Hey, well, Linus Lindquist, thank you for coming on the show again. We appreciate it. And uh, really impressive start to your season so far in, the, in America's F3. So we appreciate it. And uh, best of what's luck your, for the rest of the season. What's your social for our audience? Tell, tell, get your social out. Yeah, so my social is uh, the same on Facebook and Instagram, which is Linus Lundqvist, uh, and that's Lundqvist with Q-V-I-S-T, uh, like ah, the hockey goalie, if you know him. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then my Twitter is L uh, underscore Lundqvist, so uh, it's basically the same. But yeah, 
check me out there and obviously I'll uh, I'll update you guys on what's happening from my side if you want to follow that a bit closely. And then um, a massive thank you to for you guys for having me on the show again. It's been it's been an, it's been great. So I hope to hope to see you soon again. All right, thanks Linus. Continue the good right, good driving there, buddy. It. I will. All right. Thanks guys. All right, guys. I want to talk. We've got a few more minutes in this segment. I just, I just want to talk about Austin and and you know we hopefully we get Bobby Epstein coming on here in a few minutes, and um, I want to talk about the 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 way that this is this this pandemic has swept through this industry in Austin because you know I was thinking about you know we had South by Southwest canceled that was the first thing right and now we're here now we've obviously all the events at Coda have been canceled including MotoGP and IndyCar that would have already happened. And, and, and if you start adding up the dollar amounts, I just built a quick little spreadsheet and I've, I added up, I use the numbers from Gray Hill advisors. There's that company that South by Southwest uses to estimate their economic impact on the city. And Coda hired the same company back in 2014. So we, at least we have some baseline numbers there, but so Coda back in 2014, the F1 race was $507 million dollars. All the other events combined was $390 million. South by Southwest, $356 million. UT football. Now we don't know exactly what, you know, there's going to be some lesser crowds. And then all other UT sports. UT football, $467 million. All other UT sports, $261 million. All that totals up to $1.9 billion. Almost $2 billion sucked out of what is arguably the one of the most dynamic and fastest growing economies in the world, that is Austin, you know, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Austin, if the uh, population trends continue, will be the 10th largest city in the United States next year. And there, I've forgotten which California city is moving the other direction, but Austin will move to be the 10th largest city. And the uh, the amount of the uh, of the hospitality industry that hits Austin, it, it's huge. Because if you guys recall, there was a study by J.D. Power that placed Austin as the second most popular destination to only to Las Vegas in the United States. But this has hit our economy in a massive way. And I, you know, I want to talk to Bobby about this exact thing. Yeah. You know, I find it amazing having had the opportunity to travel all over the U S to, to the major places, LA, Vegas, New York city, Atlanta, all those kind of places, Detroit that, that hit your radar for provenance and, and, you know, big destinations. It amazes me what's happened to Austin in the past 20 years and how, you know, how it's just exploded. I mean, you know, John, I know you date your family dates back further than mine here. And it's such a, such a change. Yeah. My, I'm a few generations from Austin and guys, I remember as a kid wishing, you know, I was a big Dallas Cowboys fan and I was wishing that Austin could somehow have their own franchise. But I remember doing the math as a little kid, like 12 year old kid going, well, because I asked my dad, why can't we have one? He said, well, because we're not in the television market. We're not a large enough television market. And we were like the 35th largest city in the United States in like, let's say 1980, for example. So we've gone from the 35th or whatever to the 10th largest city in the United States in that time. And you guys look, we, we've been the fastest growing city in the United States in the last decade. I mean, if not all 10 of those years, most of those years, not just you know, in that top 10, but the number one fastest growing city. It's just astounding. And, you know, Bobby's Bobby and Circuit of the Americas, uh, obviously hoping to take advantage of that. And here we are, you know, think about the bad luck that they, they've got, those guys have had, you know, with the, with the epic rain that one year that wiped out that, and then we had rain another year, we had tornadoes out there, the flooding that happened. And I, I you know, it, it's a tough business when you are relying on, on on the weather for one but but this is just really insane so well guys we're going to take a break and uh we're staying we're still hoping to hear from bobby here in just a few minutes so stick with us through the break and listen to speed city live in austin back into these messages
When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives. Only water, malt, hops, and yeast. And absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 1370, the right choice. This is Gunther Steiner. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We just heard from Bobby Epstein. He's going to be joining us here in about five or ten minutes. And when we went to break, we were talking about Austin and the impact. And it is truly astounding, the numbers that we're seeing, that how this industry and, and what CODA has brought to Austin. You know, we think about it, guys. You know, so many people knew Austin from place from things like either ACL on television or South by Southwest. And we used to say, talk, yeah, baby. and now the if you go globally, you know, Austin is known for Circuit of the Americas and Formula One and the economic impact. I remember reading stories back when it happened. People were just astounded that that we could have a half a billion dollar impact from this race. But then you talk to some of the businesses and, and you knew that it was happening and $507 million impact that's not happening this year. I mean, uh, it's truly astounding. And it's just, you know, I, everything that happens with the pandemic this year is just, you know, it's just horrific, but it's just hitting really, us really close to home. It really is. It's just amazing what's happening. You know, there's still some businesses doing some great things and changing, but Every walk of life that I deal with around, you know, just just daily life is impacted in some way, uh, you know, it, and it's really uh, it's really tough. Austin has uh, faced a lot of criticism for how things are handled. Even Texas has. And we're seeing the fallout, you know, as much as I want Formula One here, I can't blame them for not coming. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's. It, I feel for Bobby because it's, you know, it's out of his control as well. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, the only question, I mean, maybe we'll ask it him, but the only question I have is how can you run the Indy 500 with 25% crowd and not do that on 1500 acres in Elroy? Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Well, hey. you know, and, and I think of that, the, the immediate thing I think of is all the international travelers. First of all, would they even come, you know, would they come to the United States right now with the way the pandemic is? Yeah, I, I just can't imagine yeah. that they would. Listen, obviously we'll focus on Bobby, but um, I want to. If Bobby's after after we've spoken to Bobby, I want to bring up the subject that um, Brazil is another one affected by this, and the promoter from Interlagos is really not happy about getting a letter from Liberty saying no event. Likewise, Canada 
don't have the COVID that we have here in America, and Mexico obviously does, but at the same time, it's not just Coda that's affected by this. It's all of the American races, and that's not a be- that's not good for liberty either, because that's all of our time zone, you know, good races. Yep. All right. Well, hear from a business aspect, what what else is going on? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm very excited because our next guest has joined us. We want to welcome to the show the chairman of the Circuit of the Americas, Bobby Epstein. Bobby, welcome back to Speed City. Thanks. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. And uh, condolences because we know that uh, none of us were surprised by this this announcement, but uh, it's still just got to be a gut punch for you guys. Yeah, it's not. It was no surprise. In in fact, uh, when I saw Chase in, I actually saw him in February, and he was talking about the Chinese Grand Prix being potentially postponed at that time. And we talked about what happens if it spreads, and could this be a, a tough year all around? And sure enough, you know, it, that, that's obviously what happened. But we kind of knew a couple months ago this was pretty likely. Well, Bobby, I, I wondered, we were just talking about before you came on about the Indy 500, for example, and we were speculating that, you know, could you do it with a smaller crowd? But we were just talking about, would anybody come from overseas? You know, we have so many visitors from overseas. I mean, I, I'm assuming that was part of the conversation. Well, a big part of it is I mean, the economics are certainly one of them, not not just on our from our side, but you're you're spending – you know, more than five million to bring the freight over just to to bring the show, and then you've got people from all over the world that you've got to keep a schedule, right? If you have another race a week or two later, and if there's an outbreak, uh, you certainly can't afford to have people get stuck, equipment get stuck because of customs. The logistics behind it are what make it really impossible. From from that the you know sort of the behind the scenes and the and the just the the, the sheer organization of it. The, the risk we didn't want to run into was what happened in Australia, which was the first race that attempted to happen. They got called off sort of the day of or the day before the race, and you'd already spent uh, many millions of dollars preparing the venue for the event, and the people are there, and they're ready to go, and uh, and then all of a sudden it's canceled, so that's rough. Yeah, Bobby, that reminds me of South by Southwest. I remember, because that was right when the pandemic was really heating up here in the United States. And when that announcement came, I was just flabbergasted. And I remember, uh, I, I know Hugh Forrest, who's one of the top guys over there. And I, and he just, he was, I was just like, he talked about a gut punch. They had spent so much money because it was literally starting the, theirs was starting the next week. So it's exactly what you're talking about. But uh, speaking of South by Southwest, I know they immediately had to lay off a ton of staff and, I'm assuming you guys have had to do the same thing out there. Well, yeah, and I don't want to lessen uh, the South by Southwest incident, but but you know we had we had MotoGP right behind that, yeah. and the people weren't in town for it yet, but we'd already spent millions setting up. Uh, you know, we bring in a lot of temporary grandstands, and and you put deposits down on a lot of temporary buildings and structures that you'll need for it, and and that getting. That getting canceled better that it got canceled before people are already in town in their hotels. But uh, that it's been a kind of a tough blow after blow on from, from the way this year has kind of come together. But um, yeah, fortunately, what these events really mean are jobs. They mean jobs to people. We have about 250 full-time employees in a typical year, and that's keeping things going, everything from daily track rentals to the races themselves, whether it's MotoGP or uh, F1 or, or the many things in between. But then you've got concerts and you've got games going on at the stadium. And so you've got a lot of people there and you've got a nice full cafeteria every every weekday. I mean, we miss those things. You know, well, I mean, uh, there's not talking. many silver linings on this, uh, I don't think. Um, but And obviously this year is, 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 is terrible. But looking ahead, just Formula One, forget sort of MotoGP and, and Indy because they're separate, but could do, I mean, we've just had the announcement of three new races. Does this put you maybe in a better negotiating position with Liberty for, you know, for, for future contracts, given that we're going to have to miss this race, but you'll want to come back strong next year? Sure, I'll take that view, Jonathan. We'll, take the, <laughs> we'll, take, we'll look at it as a, it's an opportunity. 
Yeah, I think it's, I think we're in a good good position just from the standpoint of the way the event's built and and grown and the way it's become sort of a tradition for a lot of people, and it, it really has some staying power. And I, I love how the community's gotten behind it. At first, there was a lot of hesitance, and now I think it's pretty well embraced by the city, and that helps add to the event. In hey, Bobby, I got it. Yeah, go ahead. I got to throw in a, a, a thank you from Lewis in Monterey, Mexico, listening. It says, I'm part of the people that come up. Great event, great environment, et cetera. And thank you. Super cool is his comment. Well, thanks, Lewis. I love it. Thanks, Lewis. Now, that's what's so great. You have people that are coming and, and making it part of uh, – well, that's part of what it makes it great is that people come in from all over and they, they come back. And, and we're, we're lucky to have that and we're fortunate. But the event – itself like many other great events is made better by the people that, that come to it and we're we're in a good spot from that standpoint i think and that the people have embraced it and so we're 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 lucky and we're grateful to have that hey bobby also you guys did a great thing earlier this year it was hugely successful right in the middle of the, when the pandemic really when it was the heart of it when everybody was locked down you guys had the the drive the food drive pun intended yeah, that was really, really cool. I don't know how many people showed up, but it was what, uh, like a hundred thousand or or more meals that were that were uh, donated from that drive. It's fantastic. I think we got to seven hundred thousand meals. Wow! And, and it, it just it shows the power of of the circuit itself and and, and how it's how the local community has taken to it and the fact that. We opened it up so anybody could come drive their car in it. They weren't going very fast. We had a nice traffic jam, and that just made it all the more fun. But to see the the moms and the kids and the dogs and everybody hanging out the, the windows of the cars, it was a good chance for people to get out and stay socially distant, and it, it just worked out. You know, Bobby, that event particularly, I met some folks right after that event that went out and took part in it. And it was their first time to really be out there at CODA uh, and, and have access to the track that is, and they were amazed by it. They have, uh, I've since crossed the path with this couple, a couple, a few times, uh, and they acknowledge I'm not a motorsports fan, but that place is amazing. They had only been to the concert venues. And, uh, when I hear somebody that has next to no interest come out and recognize and appreciate what's done we're winning people over. We're, I mean, yeah, we're doing our best part and you've given us a place to bring them to. So I love that there was that much of a turnaround. Yeah. It's a special thing. And you see that and you see people have never, never been a part of it and, and really had no idea. It's in many cases that it's even there, what it is. And, and now they're interested. Hey, Bobby, I want to ask you about the, uh, you'd mentioned, I saw somewhere in the press, you'd mentioned you guys had uh, big sales leading up. It looked like it was going to be a banner year for the Formula One event, and you had like your ticket sales are up like 250%? Well, the headline said ticket sales. We actually never put the tickets on sale. Uh, what we had and what they were, were they were deposits for tickets. And we often take deposits for even a pre sale. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go back to year one where the PSL. The C licenses went on sale, and they went crazy uh, before we ever put tickets on sale. And this is the closest thing we have to that. And we had people putting down deposits. We were up almost 300%, actually, in terms of people that said, I want to get my seats next year. I don't want to take a chance on, on missing out. And so we, we certainly were excited about uh, what the numbers were going to be for this year. Bobby, obviously, we've got a lot of people who tune into us because they want to know what's going on at COTA. And obviously, there's not been a lot positive but uh, i'm going to keep with my positive vein and say what do you think is the next uh, possibility uh, of anything major i know you can't control a pandemic but i mean you've been innovative with soccer and rugby and everything else what 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 are you hoping now to 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 do to to help the situation and alleviate the situation you're in well i think this is so much more about health and wellness and safety than it is about sport and so we've got to just hope as a country that the pandemic passes in terms of things we can do and, and ways to relate to the community. We found out with that food drive that uh, people can safely distance and stay in their cars. And so we're going to try and do a, a holiday light show that's going to be very unique. It's a drive-through experience. 
that we'll try and do something just to bring people out and again keep them and remind them that we're out there and that 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 we want to be a part of of the community and a part of the city and and uh and beyond that we'll just get our schedule ready for next spring and hope that that we can give it a run and and pack in more things next year than we've ever had in the past and we've got and I say that from both the the concert standpoint but also uh, and most importantly from the racing standpoint I think we'll see more events than we've ever ever done before fantastic well well you mentioned one topic I was curious about and I've already been asked about it uh so I'll ask one question and then another one who was the talent for this year's concerts (laughs) that we didn't get to see if we get to know that yet okay it was awesome (laughs) but we'll hope we do it next year I won't say okay Good enough. Now the other one really. We have, we're actually we're working to see if we can. Yeah, that's one of the things that comes up after this week is you're seeing what can we shift next year and can you confirm, and so hopefully contracts will just uh, shift forward one year. Oh, there you go. Those, English, you those share... English guys, the Stones are available. They were supposed to be there in May. <laughs> that's right. They're going to come back. <laughs> and you know, Keith Richards will still be alive. <laughs> 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 Uh, hey Bobby, one question that came up. Uh, I saw some conversations around the F1 calendar, just in general, starting with 2021, and the ideas that uh, the sequence of races might be changing, and that that might even impact us here in Austin. Uh, whether we get paired with a different race than we do Mexico, instead of having sequential weekends of US and Mexico that we might could get paired with Brazil or Canada to break up the season instead of having Canada at the early part of the season and then they cross the pond and then come back. What are your thoughts on that? And have you heard any discussions like that? Uh, nothing firm. I mean, I think there's been more speculation than anything. We like our slot. We like the end of, the end of October, beginning of uh, November. Actually I like the end of October even better in the beginning of November, but uh, I think we like that. I think that's an important place for us on the calendar. And I think it's important that an event, once it's established, gets to have a consistent time throughout the year and that people can put it on their calendar and come to it and look forward to it. So I don't see us changing. All right, right, Bobby, I've got an idea for you. Speed City's drive-in movie at the Circuit of the Americas. I love it. What do you think? That's awesome. I haven't been All given right. that idea in more than twenty. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's been I think it's been twenty hours since Wild Bubba wrote me and said, uh, "Why am I going?" Said, "How about a drive-in?" You well, I know I'm on, on the it. cutting edge oh. if I'm with Wild Bubba. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's nothing like a hot Texas summer night to want to sit outside in your car and watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Bobby Epstein, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, you know, we wish you guys the best of luck out there. I know that we're all in this together, but uh, I know it particularly hit hard for you guys, and we're thinking about you all the time. And uh, tell everybody out there we we're thinking about them and wish them luck, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks thank so God much. Thanks, Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Bobby. Take care. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little more MotoGP and a little more Formula One. And we'll be back after these messages. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk 13.7, the right choice. This is David Hobbs, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We have been so much Formula One, Formula One, Formula One. Now that we're doing the pre and post shows, go to our website, check out uh, how to listen to that. And But we've been, I've been missing MotoGP, and I got to watch the entire race today. And it was a great race, man. I love MotoGP, and I forget because we've been so focused. Oh, yeah. It it was fantastic. And, hey, I got to give a shout out. uh, Speaking of motorcycle crowd, world champion Steve Martin from Australia tuning in. Hey, buddy. Hope all He could have won today's race. Steve, get (laughs) get those leathers back on, man. You could honestly, these kids today. I mean, what are you? There was a 41-year-old on podium. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, probably what? I don't know. A couple of years older than that. He's still got it in him. He could at least be midfield. Come on. And his wife's a nurse. She can bring oxygen. <laughs> Tape him back together. Come on. Come on, Steve. Great to Come hear on, from Steve. you. Hey, there's another question. That's a good comment. Uh, Jonathan, you're kind of sitting at the inside table of this one. Tony okay. Perla, SVRA, his partnership with SCCA Pro. Yeah. What is your lookout on that? Is it good? Is it not? I mean, oh, no, no, it's brilliant. SVRA? I think it's fantastic because, um, so just so you know, um, Tony Perella has brought the commercial rights to both F3 and F4 that will go along with Trans Ham and SVRA. Uh, yeah. And then, as you know, I, I, I commentate on both SVRA and Trans Am. And I hope to be part of, obviously, what's going on with F3 and F4. I'm currently involved in it already. I'll be at the next race uh, doing the social media for the series. So I'm really excited because what it means for Tony Perella is that he can have 500 vintage cars all, all the way down, you know, with, with 65-year-olds and, 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 you know, fantastic uh, setup there for all that. Then you've got Trans Am in the middle, which is America's muscle cars. And then uh, at the bottom end, you, I say the bottom end, but you've got the up and coming future stars. Uh, I mean, a, give a good example, Kent Vaccaro is racing in Formula 3 and Trans Am at the moment. So it, it, it works all the way around. And as a spectacle for the weekend, fantastic. I mean, you know, SVRA comes to Coda in November. Well, can you imagine being able to see SVRA, Trans Am and Linus Slunquist? All in the same weekend. That's yeah, awesome. Man, Tony's building quite the empire, isn't he? That's yeah. awesome. I got a lot of respect for that man. I know he's my boss, so I'm going to say that. But no, I really do. I like his style, and I like what he's built up and how he's doing it. Uh, we're, we're currently on uh, both the um, – we're live streaming on an app with Greenlight Television, and um, we've got drones and onboards. Um, it's really cutting edge, which is, which is unheard of. So I'm really excited to be part of that. So that's a great question that somebody's asked. And all I can say is stay tuned because um, this is going to be a, a racing series that will rival any other in America right now. Yeah, those questions are coming in on, on Facebook, by the way. If you're and, and by the way, I know we're on the radio, but you also can watch our show on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all our other stuff. So there you go. Would you have less? Yeah, with, with what he's done with SVRA, I think that's phenomenal. And I'm hoping it just compounds the, the benefit of everything that he's done there. It's uh, it's really something. Else. Here's some uh, here's some more news. Speaking of uh, Coda, one of our corner marshals, uh, one of the leaders there, 
said NASA had a successful weekend, albeit uh, not not giant. Downside roster was around 130 cars. Upside, there are 130 drivers that want out there. <laughs> so uh, definitely doing well. Things are keeping going. Obviously, Coda has to streamline all their activities and things there. Hmm. Really a great, uh, great opportunity there. All right. Well, you've taken us off track. I was going MotoGP, and, <laughs> and he, got dis- he got distracted by Facebook. But MotoGP, man, what a great race, Jonathan. I, I know you just got to watch it late in the day like me. Yeah, yeah. And um, when I heard that the old man was was back and yes. – I mean, basically last weekend, because they've had back-to-back races at Jerez, and Rossi didn't finish the race. Yamaha have got quite a problem somewhere yeah. with their bikes just sort of suddenly kind of seizing up or or at least taking over and kind of stopping the bike so that you don't crash on it. And it happened to Rossi last week and everybody went, oh, he's pulling out. He can't handle the heat. He's a, he's a, he's a you know, he's a spent force. And he comes straight back this weekend and bangs it into third place. Almost second. Almost second, yeah. It was the second to the last lap, yeah. But really, Morbidelli really got the hiccup and got the Yamaha hiccup today in his shutdown. Yeah, I know. There's definitely something wrong there. And the commentators were saying, you know, that they've got because it's a smaller season, they've got um, less engines at Yamaha um, to deal with. And they've already sent one back already. Uh, and clearly there's something going on that's not right. Um, but, yeah, no, so impressed with Rossi. I mean, the guy who wins the, wins the races. He's twice his age. He's 21 and Rossi's 41. I mean, come on. That was awesome. Hey, you realize this is the first time that Rossi's been on the podium since here in Austin. What was that, you know, 14 months ago or whatever? Yep. And you know what? It's his 199th podium. Come on. That is. Can you imagine that? Okay, okay. Come on, uh, Brainiac from the Moto World. (laughs) You commentated many of his races. How many years for Valentino Rossi? Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, oh, that's a good. I think it's something like twenty-seven. Twenty-fifth. I, I, <laughs> I first commentated on him, and I met him when he was doing one-two-fives uh, at Eastern Creek. I bet you Steve Martin was there that day, <laughs> and he had a Superman. I think I've told this story before, but he had a he had a Superman T-shirt, and somebody said, "Hey, you want to meet this new kid?" You know, he's because I was looking at all the runners and riders. I was working in Asia, and I, you know, you, you never know. You can't keep up with all of them, so I was looking for the sort of who's the big hope coming out of one, two fives. And, the, and somebody pointed me to this curly haired kid with a Superman t-shirt on. So I thought he goes, yeah, it's Graziano's kid. And I didn't know who Graziano was, but his father raised, of course. So I walked over and I said, so you, you're a Superman. He goes, no, stupido. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked away going, that guy's, that guy's got something. <laughs> I like him. I like this young guy. <laughs> hey, speaking of Love young it. guys, what about uh, Fabio Quattararo, man? I mean, he's uh he is, well, he's won the first two races of the season, right? So it's his second victory in a row. He's the second youngest rider ever to win back-to-back in the premier class. Of course, Mark Marquez holding that record. And, uh, you know, speaking of Marquez, here we are talking about MotoGP, and we're two races in, and he doesn't have a point. So this is going to be, this could well, be an think, interesting season. I was saying before the show to Les, I think this is, could be a really interesting season. Rossi's in the mix now. He's in sixth. Uh, he's only a couple of points off fifth and fourth. You've got Dovi and Ducati and Miller. Um, you've got Banyaya. You've got Vignali. You've got all these guys who can win races. So I think it's actually going to be a really, really good season. And, of course, best ri- best rider in the world is 60 points or 50 points away uh, out of the starting gate. So he's going to have to score big in Bruno to get back in contention. I think, uh, you know, I love that, he, you know, Rossi's got nine championships there. I want to see that 10th in my oh. lifetime. And you know, I, I think he's got a couple of things. Obviously, Marquez was injured. You know that that's going to play in his favor. Shorter season. He's forty-one years old. This very likely could be a benefit to him yeah. to have fewer races in this season. A little more recovery. Not as much breakdown of himself. He's amazing. I mean, that heat today. The, the guy yeah. who won the race was more exhausted than he was. Yeah, was it one hundred and fifty degree track temperature or something? Yeah, I mean, ridiculous like that. But yeah, it was really hot. They were really struggling. I mean, you saw the attrition rate. I mean, half the field didn't finish. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, guys, well, we are just about out of time, but I wanted to, uh, first of all, I want to thank our guest for coming on, Linus Lundquist. And yeah, follow this young F3 driver, man. So wait, real quick, Jonathan, he won 
he's only they're only two week uh, two weeks in. Are they doing two races per weekend? Is that why he's won four? They first did four? two at Mid Ohio and three at VIR. He's won the lot. Okay, that's what it is. But uh, anyway, I want to tell everybody, you know, you're used to hearing us here Sunday night. Don't forget, on Sunday mornings during Formula One season, we do the pre- and post-show uh, nationally. So go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, to find out. And, of course, those will be on our Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and all that. And so next Sunday, we'll be back on the air at 7 a.m. And check us out and uh, get ready for Formula One again because we got a triple header coming up next. Oh, my gosh. 7 a.m. for three weekends in a row. All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to Bobby and Linus. We'll talk to you guys next Sunday. Ciao, y'all. Happy trails. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.